My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. The holidays are upon us. It's everyone's favorite time of year, except for when it comes to dialing in all those gift ideas. Luckily, Callaway has done your job with their holiday gift guide. Let it snow birdies this holiday season. Give the gift of forgiveness with a big Bertha Fusion, Callaway's most forgiving driver ever, or let a loved one unwrap explosive distance with a set of brand new steelhead irons. You can go check out the full list of holiday ideas at CallawayGolf.com. Just search Callaway Golf and Holiday 2. That'll do the job. That'll get you there. Uh, Take a look. I'm partial to the personalized wedges and golf balls myself, but we'll explain more on that later. Let's go to the Shack House. Welcome, everyone, back to the Shack House. House, it's been a little while. We've taken the fall off. How you doing? I'm great now. I mean, it's a hell of an occasion to be back in the Shack House. To talk a little bit of, a, of Tiger, we have a great guest today, uh, unexpected new tour victor. Uh, well, I guess it's I, I can go ahead and reveal now. Harold Varner the third joining us later. So great time to be a golf fan. Great time to be alive, Jeff Shackelford. Yeah, it was a kind of an energizing week, wasn't it? Like uh, it's been a long year. Everybody's a little beaten down. The fall was kind of drab, really, in a lot of ways after the Ryder Cup buzz. And then uh, Tiger kind of really even made it a little bit worse when he pulled out of the Safeway two days after entering. And, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for last week. And the more I think about it, the more he just blew me away with when you know all the things that were going on. And and I think everybody's hopefully kind of had some idea about that. So I, I don't know what your take was, but my overall impression was just uh, it just has totally changed my view going into next year, which is kind of I think something we'll probably focus on a little bit today, just thinking about next year and what all the, this means now that he's uh, showing some signs of life. Yeah, well, one of the things uh, that came to mind as I watched him 
over the weekend, I was reminded that you, Jeff Shackelford, back in April, after uh, seeing a clip of him at the Junior Invitational um, that was down in South Carolina, we the whole golf world watched him take some swings and work with the juniors, uh, giving them some tips and so forth. You expressed the opinion that you hoped that he would re-enter competitive golf in, in something kind of small. You, you, uh, you, you used, uh, you, know, you were joking, but you talked about playing the four ball <laughs> at medalist or, you know, a money yeah. game at Seminole. Um, I think you got your wish. I don't know. That's that. Well, there's no way for him to come back in anything quiet, and that that was tough. I'll tell you what was really fascinating to watch on Golf Channel was that for we 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 kind of scrapped. I was on Morning Drive, and we scrapped kind of the plan for Design Week. So we watched him warm up that first day, and it was like a major championship warm up. Everybody was doing their thing, but you know they had him out of the, like the corner of their eye. They were all watching him, and everybody. I mean, can you imagine how it's what it's like? To not play for for 400 and some odd days and walk out to a range and know everybody's watching every little move you make. And the contrast between that first day and the warm-up the next day was staggering. He was laughing. He was talking to everybody. They were coming up to him. He was twirling the club. I mean, the only thing he didn't do was, like, you know, break out and dance. He, and, and you realized that first day, the pressure on him, the burden of that was brutal. And... So once he got past that, and then he goes out and shoots 65, no coincidence. But it it, it just was – there was no way for him not to have that day to get that out of the way. And I'm just glad that he did. He Without any quack, quacker tee shots that just went off the planet, there was one duffed chip, which everybody who is a hater kind of turned into the – oh, he's still got the yips. I mean, Brandon Chambly still think he has the yips. I, it's amazing to me. I, I, he's like, it's one bad chip on Bermuda. Um, that that Chris DeMarco was sitting there in the studio telling us that that shot's really hard. So I was thrilled with with all of that and just kind of we don't we didn't need another drama, did we, House? No, and I we didn't. You, <laughs> you just uh, referenced this a couple times. You were were in Orlando all of last week, and it was just by by happenstance you didn't uh, make that trip with an idea that you were expecting to be um, there with all of the, the, the Golf Channel folks for Tiger's return. Um, what was the vibe like at the Golf Channel? Oh, it was it was really incredible. There was one day in the newsroom, like the morning drive was on a little bit later, and Gary Williams just looked at me and went, like, this is a real newsroom. And, and there were, uh, you know, there were cheers when he'd make some birdies, and there were all sorts of reactions across the – the uh, this that large newsroom they have and it, it was really fun to see because that's a group that's worked a lot of events this year and and again I think a lot of people if you know the game you had to have very low expectations for somebody who's gone through so much has looked so bad a couple times has looked so lost and I think everybody was sort of on edge that oh we we really don't want to see this we we want to see something positive to build on and he he did that you know I. I equate it to to a, a, a I know people don't like a, probably a horse racing analogy, but it's a horse that's been off a long time, and you know you watch it, it comes back, it comes out of the gate, takes a lead, and you know just fades in the stretch, and that's that's what he did, which that's a sign of real progress. That it wasn't like these rounds were mediocre. He came flying out, and he faded every day because he's he's not in golf shape. He's working all these events at that tournament. I mean that he works that event. 
Tiger may no show to a lot of things, but that event, <laughs> he, he is working hard and they have nightly events. Uh, he's got this hero CEO. He's got to keep happy. So I, I wasn't shocked at all that he got tired and, and that'll, that's something he can correct pretty easily. I think. Yeah. And he said, so he, he mentioned in the interviews um, with the NBC folks, how he didn't really have his walking legs yet which was kind of a, a revelation. He's been riding a cart around, I guess. Yeah, lose the cart, okay? <laughs> lose the cart, big guy. Come on. You're a grown man. Walk. Uh, well, look, I, I know it's Florida, and there's a lot of swamps, big drives from, from the, the green to the next tee, but, man, get out. Come on, Tiger. Well, I, I, Let's get those legs in shape. I know we both want to contextualize this a little bit uh, and also yeah. also give him some grades. Let's start with the with the grades first, and I'm going to ask that we use the uh, the construct that his pal, <laughs> Noda, Noda Begay, um, came up with. Notice that he, here are the four areas that we want to pay attention to that Tiger's really focused on. Uh, and we're, we're, you're chuckling because they're... Well, I'm laughing because it was, it was, you know, it was, it was everything. <laughs> you realized how, when he, when he went through it, we were sitting there a uh, morning drive and he went through the four things that are really the focus. And it's like, oh, oh, that's all he's got on his plate. Yeah, he hasn't got much on the on the, the, the burners there. Wow. Well, I mean, he had a lot to deal yeah, with. Well, the, the uh, categories that Noda used were, were his body, Tiger's body, Tiger's new equipment, his swing, and then and then the mental game. And uh, let's just go ahead and exchange grades here. So for, for, the, for the body, what did you observe physically of him? I know what grade I'm, I'm prepared to give him. What did you think? Uh, I'd give it a I'd give it a B minus, um, but I think that's a pretty good grade. I watched him how and how he went to tee up the ball, how he picked the ball out of the hole, things like that. The back looked like it was giving him no trouble. Um, I'm just you know a little surprised he wasn't in better shape, but I'd heard he hadn't been playing that much until right. He kind of he kind of crammed it all in there at the end, and that showed. So. I don't know. I, I I just I don't know what's going on inside him physically at this point. But gosh, from from a visual point of view, you do see a comparison to his 2015 swing, and it isn't quite as athletic yet as the new swing. But this could also be that he simply House has finally done what a lot of people had hoped was kind of modify his swing for a, a, an older body and and a different body that's been through these surgeries. So, yeah, maybe I'll make it a B. Yeah, I'm going to give him an A-plus on the body because I wow. would say, you know, the things that you just identified in the way of um, – are, are we? Does he does he uh, flinch any when he's bending over to pick up the ball? How no. does he look when he's going into and out of the bunkers? Right? Uh, how how, yeah. does, it, how yeah. does he look walking up eighteen? I didn't see anything that gave me concern, and those were the kind of verifying, validating observations that I wanted to make. I didn't see anything that caused me concern. A plus for the body. Okay. So how about equipment? I guess. Uh, you know, they're, they're the, the most noteworthy piece of equipment to me um, was obviously the Scotty Cameron putter because that's that's the, the yeah. bad boy that's, deli- <laughs> that's delivered the goods all the years. Um, what do you think? Oh, boy. that was So that was a telling moment if people didn't catch it because it, it wasn't too widely reported. Uh, but <laughs> he, he, he admitted that he that – he, the, the minute Nike got out of the equipment business, it was like you, you feel like he got off the phone and he went right down to the garage and just just pulled the Nike out and stuck the, the Scotty right back in, which wasn't the greatest endorsement ever for the Nike. And it, it's going to make some writers, I suspect, over the next few weeks go back and reflect on a few events that he might not have putted very well in and wonder if he would have won them. So, 
I uh, I really don't care what he has in his bag, to be honest with you, House. I, I'm more interested in what he does with it. I kind of feel like he's going to have a mixed bag uh, for a while, which is a great luxury to have and good for him. And But I, I give him an A for for – pulling that putter out and putting in the one that he that he's that he won 13 to 14 majors with. yeah so you and i are in lockstep here i'm also giving him an a uh, a to a plus just for bringing the scotty cameron back out he made some bombs he gave some finger points that's the only piece of equipment i care about as it relates to tiger so we're, we're in agreement yeah a for the for the scotty cameron all right how about the swing you mentioned it a little bit in terms of the the body thing. I know folks were talking about him being a little more upright uh, and yeah. um, getting through the right side uh, a little more compact, maybe a little more efficient uh, efficiently. What, what did you see? Yeah, I I would give the swing uh, a B plus. Here here uh, here's what I saw, and and it was fun being down there at Golf Channel because you could listen to some of the analysis from people who are pretty good. And I, I did something with Trip Eisenhower, and his analysis was interesting on Wednesday when you looked at those pro-am swings versus last year. But then when you got on the golf course, Gary Koch made the point on the telecast that this is the first time you felt like he was just playing golf, swinging the club, and I thought that was huge progress. It didn't look mechanical to me. He wasn't doing all that fidgeting, trying to get in positions. And then I think Charlie Reimer on Morning Drive made a – Really, really great point that after the 65, he had that look like, well, the first two days he was driving about 70 down the highway and he hadn't gotten a ticket. Things were going well. And he went, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take this thing up to 85 and see what happens. And he swung a little harder on the weekend. He was going after it a little more aggressively. And he may, that may have also been fatigue a little bit. Um, but in general, the swing looked like a golf swing, not a piece of a series of pieces of mechanical positions that he was trying to be in. So for me, that's huge. Yeah, and I, 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 mean, I don't know anything about swing analysis. I'm a, a you know, near thirteen handicap, but I will, I'm, I'm going to give the swing an A also uh, to go along with the other A's I've been giving out here, just because of how aggressive he that that swinging freely idea that you're mentioning there is really resonating. He when he wanted to put his the foot down on the pedal, he did it, and he swung hard, and he stood. The thing I liked the best about um, this version of the swing, how balanced he was. It didn't see him swinging yeah. out of his shoes very much, but he was definitely hitting the ball far. He was right there with the guys. You know, I, the more I watch of modern players, the more I watch the follow through. Uh, Mac O'Grady talked. Uh, about this a lot for years with people that the follow through is like the, the the splash in the pool for the diver or the landing for the gymnast. It it tells you a lot about the athleticism of the the motion, the act, and then kind of the balance of it, the 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 timing, the confidence, all a whole bunch of different elements kind of are revealed in the way the player finishes the shot. And Tiger has had some some pretty weird rounds in the last couple of years with this back of weird finishes and inconsistent and and I, I think you're right. You, you just saw a lot of great follow throughs and and kind of nailing the landing kind of moments that were uh, again very reassuring. All right, mental game. I'm just going to go ahead and give him round out my streak of straight A's. I'm giving him A plus on the mental game. My man shot 65 on Friday. I don't need to see anything else. Sharp as attack, ready for all comers. Tiger Woods is back, baby, and I'm giving him an A plus on the mental game. 
Yeah, I would I would probably go with a A minus or B plus ish. I I loved uh, the stubbornness at times, the old stubbornness, which I think he needs that. I need he needs to have a little of that cocky kind of I'm a, I'm one of the all time greats and not really be vulnerable like he uh, another word he used. So I loved the comments in most of the interviews. There were there were really a lot of signs that he has been humbled a little bit, but. Mostly that he, I mean that that smile at the end of the round and kind of the 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 uh, the interaction with Joe Lacava after the sixty five, uh, to me was just a moment like uh, I, I'm 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 going to get this back. That's the first time I felt like he has put something together that you just know he's gonna he's gonna build on. And the other thing is he looked like he was enjoying playing golf again, which I haven't really sensed for a while. And if he's enjoying himself, House, then he's going to play more. He's going to practice more. And, I mean, he's always been a hard worker, but I, I definitely think he burned out. I think he hit a wall, and this getting away from it was what he needed. And he needs to have a little bit of fire, and he seems to have it again. So that's the most encouraging thing for us because that means we'll get to see him play more and and tee it up more. And, and let's be honest, and, and we, we need to kind of think big picture here now. He's huge for the game. He moves the needle. I hate that phrase, but it, it's so true. I mean, look with, look at the reaction in the world of sports. There was so much going on last weekend, and look at look at how he still captivated people and and got pretty big TV audiences up against uh, a lot of competition. Yeah. So look, I want to talk about that uh, a little bit more expansively, but let's go ahead and have a quick speed round right now. As everybody knows, Shack House is presented by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft Golf Ball. In the spirit of the holiday season, friends, Callaway is offering everyone free personalization on Chrome Soft golf balls through the end of the year you could put something funny on there like shack house or you could put your sister's name on it whatever you like let's be honest everybody wants a ball that goes far and feels soft especially one that's easy to control and one that might have your name on it Dual, soft, fast, core. Chrome Soft is the ball that changed the ball. And with free personalization, it's the ball that changed the holidays. How about this, y'all? Promo code HOUSE. When you get to the part where you're supposed to enter in enter in a, a code, you get, with that code, free shipping. So order up a couple dozen balls, put whatever name you like on them, and have them shipped to your house for free. Let's go ahead and, and tackle one one thing that, that showed up on our radar that both of us you know raise an eyebrow at, and that is the odds for Tiger Woods to win the Masters Invitational Tournament in April of 2017. Uh, I believe you said that it went from 40 to one down to 20 to one. Is that right? Yeah, I think he slipped up to sixty uh, several months ago, and then going into the hero, it was it was down to forty. The, just the idea that he would actually tee up and play had some people betting, and then the minute he started showing signs of life that he that he really was uh, capable of playing good golf again, he, he's down to about twenty to one. Yeah, which puts him ahead of Henrik Stenson, the Open champion, uh, and arguably the best player of of twenty sixteen. Who's at twenty five to one? As uh, Jim Cunningham noted here in our, our show notes, which uh, made me giggle. 
Yeah, so uh, that is not a wager that I'll be making. I will not be allocating any no. capital to Tiger at 20-1 to 1 to win the thing, although I will take a long look at what odds I can get for a top 10 finish. Depending on what we see and if he's healthy entering the, the tournament in April, uh, top 10 feels like something uh, I can definitely get behind, really at, at any number. I mean, if he, as long as it's 10, 10 to 15 to 1, I'll jump in there on a top 10 finish for, the, for El Tigre. All right, Hal. So let's let's get big picture here about next year. We feel like he's going to play some events. His scheduling is going to be different, and I think that's something people are going to have to reconcile. There's two ways he can go. He can either kind of go normal Tiger. I'm a jet setter. I play in in the Middle East, and I take a big check, and then I come over to the West Coast. And uh, he now has his foundation running the tournament at Riviera, which we, we'll talk a little bit about with Harold Varner uh, later on, but. So that's a new obligation. He has uh, not come to Los Angeles and Riviera for a while. And then he also has no status in the World Golf Championship events. So those are out. Normally the places where he's cleaned up and uh, made a lot of money. So he's the other way he can go, though, House, is he could kind of go the Ben Hogan route post uh, a bust accident and just play an extremely limited schedule and make each time an event he shows up and play the bare minimum number of tournaments I would love to see him do that as selfishly, uh, even though it's better for everybody when he plays more. I just feel like that's that's his future. That's the way he prolongs his career if, in fact, he's he's really found his game again. So I'm interested in seeing I, – I want him to go international uh, because I think it's good – uh, for, for the game of golf. And I also very selfishly like the tournaments that I can watch at night um, when, the, when the kids asleep. I can watch live golf. I can catch li- live Tiger in... It's all about you. It, well, it's all about you. In, yeah. in Abu Dhabi or wh- wh- where's the Omega? Where's that one? The Dubai, uh, Dubai. Desert Classic. Yeah. yeah, and by the way, I, yeah, well, first we have to get past the he's a Rolex man and is he going to play the Omega? Is the Sheikh going to intervene and say, yeah, yeah, I want Tiger? I don't know. There's all that kind of stuff. That's Mark Steinberg's job to figure that out. But I do think but, it makes sense for him to go do something international and then to return stateside and play a handful of, of select uh, events that are sort of appropriate for a player of his achievement, which I think kind of fits what you're describing in the way of the Ben Hogan approach. The only one that I... Uh, this is a, a, a dream scenario. This is my dumb, wishful thinking. I'm, I admit it right up front. I want him to play in the Zurich two-man event, and I want his yeah. partner to be... Are you ready for it? Do I get do I get guesses? I'll give you one guess. Who who do you think I would want Tiger to play with at at, at the Zurich? Uh, Harold Varner the third. Oh, that's incredible! And now that wow, now I feel like an ass for who I'm going to say because <laughs> that's not that's not who I had in mind. But that's a, that would be great. And, though, that would be it? spectacular. That would be really incredible. Uh, and talk about you know an event that would um, capture the entire sports world. Those two guys um, at this kind of historical moment could be really really interesting and compelling. Now I'm rooting for that. My second choice, <laughs> the what I had in mind was Tiger and Phil. Because I, I mm. what I was rooting for was the idea of the two old guys, the two luminaries, the eminences of yeah. a game together taking on these these two mans, uh, two man teams consisting of kids, millennials, so forth. And by the way, I don't yeah. think. Uh, 
Harold Varner is going to be available. Although I guess if Tiger asks, um, he's available. But uh, HV. Well, no, Harold. He would ha- Tiger would have to be asked by Harold because of uh, world ranking status and uh, money list status and all that. Well, stuff. I think. Excuse me, money FedEx Cup points. Excuse me. I think uh, Harold and um, Smiley Kaufman are already teamed up. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, that's a fun team too. Yeah, the the Phil thing would be great. Hey, you know, House it would they would be able to reaffirm that they uh, have bonded over the Ryder Cup and that they're buddies now and they're experts on on the all, all the points and nonsense that goes into the uh, the the analytics of selecting a Ryder Cup player. That would that would be cool. Uh, Phil would have to pick Tiger, so that's Phil's job. Okay, well let's let's get on um, it. With somebody we know somebody who knows but, Phil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you you make you brought up an interesting point and in why there's why we have enthusiasm of, uh, regarding his return. And I think that a lot of people probably don't realize what they've been missing out on golf viewing uh, in the last few years due to various changes in the game and, and the money. And But we have not had really in our last uh, really two decades a situation where we get something like Cherry Hills in 1960 where you get – Young players, stars, uh, maybe some new emerging young player, big stars, and then some old guy hanging on and still having that great showing they can still uh, play the game with with uh, cleverness and, and ingenuity. And I just I just love the way Phil's game is is going. I, I'm really encouraged by Tiger. And wouldn't it be cool? I think this is the thing we all want is to see some events next year where where Tiger gets to to go face to face. With with a McElroy, a Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, and and then a Hideki Matsuyama, and 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 throw in uh, you know Phil too lurking in there. I mean, isn't that? I think that's the thing that golf has that other sports don't have that ability to to kind of have that clashing of generations. Yeah, and and where the guys can compete. I mean, it's you know at the at the very highest level, and we know that Tiger can right. compete because he just threw a sixty five on him. Uh, well, not easy there. At some at some golf courses, he definitely. <laughs> I'm still I'm still not ready to think that he's going to show up at a place he doesn't like uh, and play well. He seems to be very much a horse for a course. I mean, he can play well anywhere if he's healthy, obviously. But really, to play in major championship golf, obviously Augusta's a different beast for him. That's that's just a place. That's the best chance he has at majors. You know, and same with Phil. Um, because of the because of his knowledge, because of his insight, his his ability to to take advantage of of the strategy there and the uh, the nuances and all that good stuff. I mean, and and on the greens, I mean that was that was the thing last week that gives me maybe more encouragement than anything is is how well he putted those greens house. Yeah, and and I think we need to touch on some of the hate too because there were a lot of haters, and I just kept saying, yeah, but those greens are thirteen and a half. Some of those putts are like fourteen and a half down grain. They were wicked, and yeah, the, they, there's not a lot of rough. The course was pretty wide, but it was windy, and those greens were slick, and he performed quite ably, and I, I think that is something that really is misunderstood. A lot of people were, were kind of knocking him on, on the, the quality of the field or the quality of the golf course, and I just don't agree. Yeah, well, I, I took, uh, in, in terms of assessing the putting, I just looked at what the other guys were doing, and other guys were, were missing yeah. the same putts that that he was missing. It wasn't like he was dramatic. Now, I don't. I didn't go to Shotlink and check out, you know, how he compared putt strokes gained putting, but um, 
it looked to my naked eye like he was putting just as well as anybody else. He was in line with what, you know, guys who've been playing all season were, were doing. Yeah. All right. So the last thing we, we need to, to cover here, I think, going into next year and, and Tiger is I, I have a feeling, and I'm, you're a big, big sports fan, that this comeback, if he is able to come back and play well, contend in, in majors, be respectable, and really kind of um, return that aura that he had and that, that, that impact he has on a leaderboard, I don't think there's been a more incredible, improbable comeback if that happens in, in all of sports, given that he had the yips, he may have had stage fright issues. He's had multiple surgeries. Um, he's had a, a massive public humiliation. He has, he's, he's really hit some, some very low points. And I, I, do you know, is there anything comparable? So the two guys that, Again, assuming this. Yeah, happened. right, right. The two <laughs> the two guys that came to mind, Mario Lemieux, um, who was diagnosed mm. with cancer in the middle of a season uh, in mm. in 1993, and took some time. That's a good one. Took some time off, but then came back and, and kept playing. Then took a full season off, um, uh, allegedly sort of attributable to his back. But you have to figure that his reaction to to you know beating the cancer also had to have factored into it. He came back from a full year off and then won the scoring title the next two years uh, mm-hmm. and was like a first-team uh, all-NHL yeah. guy uh, once again. But really, the, the only true comparison is to MJ and the time that MJ took off in between you know, the, the, the stretch uh, where he went off and played some baseball where he had to go find himself or he was on a suspension. <laughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> uh, yeah, right. but yeah, you know, MJ left at the kind of height of his powers and returned uh, and sort of quickly resumed. Now he was a different player with a different kind of skill set at that point in his career, but he wasn't, um, you know, dramatically uh, different in terms of of uh, the force of will and his ability to impose his will on the game on on the outcome of game. So that's really to me the comparator. It's it's MJ's return after the baseball break yeah and i guess i just i keep i i keep thinking about how bad things got and and how many different ways and i i'm i'm feeling still like if if he's able to come back and and win again on the tour and and win win a major it's gonna be uh, astounding and i think a lot of athletes i think we'll really see other athletes note this because they know the yips are in other sports as well and they know what what kind of things he's he's done and uh, i I i just think that's something to really watch next year um because the the numbers backed it up last week there there's there's a different energy there's a different uh fascination with golf when he's around and and selfishly a lot of us who, who work in golf enjoy that we we want that it's it's a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to be a part of and knowing that other people are, are, are interested in the sport. Um, it, it's, it's obviously makes our job a lot easier too. Well, and those of us that, that love to watch golf and love to wager on golf are so thrilled to have him back. Uh, just because when he plays, it's an event. It's, it's, it, it, it's a, it's a return to, to golf as a, as you know, um, appointment television. And I, for one, am ready for it. Jeff Shackelford. Yeah, well, we 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 certainly 
uh, had to call a, a Shack House podcast to do this because a lot of people have, and we said we'd have some pop-ups, right, House? So we, we did, and we, we, we just felt like it had to be done because uh, there's so many people who were intrigued, and the social media reaction to them was, was mostly was quite what you'd expect, excitement. But there were definitely some people who were, who were uh, man, they just don't like him, and they can't separate their feelings for him from from that 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 uh, dislike and you know i dislike some things he's done but my gosh i I just can't fathom how you as a fan can't be excited about the prospect of a one more run and him leaving on terms that are that are just make you feel good i mean it's it's we know how hard the sport is that's right (laughs) that's right it it would it would be really cool to see so uh all right, enough about Tiger for the moment. We have somebody on the show today who is, uh, well, Cara Robertson on, on Morning Drive calls them Tiger Babies. Uh, and, uh, I think that Harold Varner III qualifies as one of those. He's uh, a young, exciting talent, and uh, he, he just won the Australian PGA, and uh, we're very excited to have him. So let's talk to Harold. All right, friends, Shaq and I extremely excited. We have a guest today straight from a victory down under Australia. His first big tour, uh, tour victory, Harold Varner III. What up, HV3? Nothing much, nothing much. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome to the Shaq house. Now, look, before we get going, I have to give a shout out to our mutual pal, Chris Vernon. Uh, Chris yes, Vernon, the host, the host of the Ringers NBA podcast. Uh, Harold, I know you and Chris played together last year, or no, it was this year in in the pro am at the at the St. Jude's uh, tour event. Be honest, does Verno have any game? Not much, but he'll tell you. That's what's the nice part. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice part. Uh, we had a good time, though, man. It was uh, it was a blast. Yeah, Verno's a trip. That's one of the uh, things we have lined up for 2017. Shack House is going to get down with Chris Vernon on a little bit of Southern golf, um, see how, how they do it down there in Memphis. Um, I want to ask you, what, what, to get going here, what is it about you and Australia? I don't know, but I love that place, and that place loves me, man. Um, it's been a great two, uh, two weeks in the last two years um, going down there. And, I mean, to get it done after playing so well last year is just freaking awesome. So what? tell us a little bit about your mindset. What made you go down there last year? Um, so I had a teammate in, uh, in college who was from Canberra. And he always he would be like, dude, you ever get the chance to go, you got to go. And I'd be like, all right, whatever. You know, never really thought much of it. But then when the opportunity – uh, it came up. I was like, "All right, let's let's go do it." And then went down there, played well. He came down, and <clears throat> we had a great week. And uh, just, I loved it. So I obviously wanted to go back. And you got a, a, a sponsor's uh, invite to to return this year. Is that right? Correct. And is it true that you uh, came away last year with with your caddy? Did you pick up a caddy last year? Yeah. So the guy that was supposed to caddy for me, he was caddy for. Steve Allen in the Australian Open, and he wasn't in the PGA yet, and then he ended up getting in, so he couldn't caddy. So Ray was down there on vacation, and Shane Joel, who caddies for Peter Minotti, was caddying for Oliver Goss, and he called Ray. 
and Ray was like, well, I'll think about it. And um, it's just so funny now that I know Ray, like, so well. Just how I just know what he was thinking. I know he's like, I don't want to caddy. I'm on vacation. And <laughs> he ended up caddying and, you know, um, kept him, you know, for the whole year. Or he kept me, rather. Uh, Harold, now I read about the the, uh, the tournament, and you had kind of a insane two thirty wake up call. Um, what was that about? Was that really a five? Did you really restart play at five thirty? Uh, what was it? The third round? Oh, uh, second, second round? round. Second round. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so it gets light. Why so early? <laughs> it gets light at four fifteen, and it's hot. So it's not like it's four fifteen. It's okay. cold outside, and it's light. That would. Oh, that would not have been cool. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah, it was just um you had to get up. I mean, I don't I don't mind getting up to play golf. Yeah, it was just the whole week sounded kinda crazy and then you you, you were kinda caught off guard it sounded like a little bit by all the obligations of a winner. Yeah, I didn't know that I mean all I wanted to do was just, you know, have some brews and go to the casino and next thing you know, I'm like, you know, getting carted <laughs> around here, carted around there. And then next you know, two hours is gone. But um, it was well worth it. I can't wait to do it again. I mean, that comes with winning. Yeah. I think I'll be all right. Let let us uh, kind of step back a little bit here uh, to kind of at least the first time I saw your game was here. I'm in Los Angeles, and we uh, saw you. You were the beneficiary of uh, what they called the the Northern Trust exemption. The first year it was uh, the Sifford exemption, and then it, there was a political thing, and so it became the Northern Trust exemption. And you received that. You played. It was. I, I still remember that. I believe it was Friday afternoon. You just uh, played beautifully, and you made the cut, and it was really exciting for the tournament. Um, can you can you put into words how what that what that week sort of meant to, to kind of your career and, and where you're at now, which is a member of the PGA Tour and, and winning things like the Australian uh, PGA? Um, it just gave me experience against the best in the world. You know, I'd never – I guess I played in the U.S. Open, and then I wasn't ready for that. Like, I just I, – I can go ahead and tell you I wasn't. <clears throat> and then to get there, have an idea what I need to do, like where, you know, didn't really know where to go, but I knew – hey, you know, practice rounds, a pro-am, stuff like that. I was kind of ready to go. And then, you know, just to be able to, you know, it's so weird, like making the cut was such a big deal. Now, like, you make the cut and you finish 30th, you're like, what was I doing, man? I messed up. So it's just, uh, man, that was an awesome uh, – that was really cool. And I really, you know, I just love L.A. It's just a sweet place. I mean, I wish I could afford to live there, but um, it's just a great place to visit. So will you – I'll be visiting for the uh, now what's going to be called the Genesis Open. It's still to us the LA Open, but uh, will you be? Does your status is that going to get you in there this year? Yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Come on, man! Okay. I just told you how much I love it. Okay, well, no, I, I just okay. I know you finished. So you finished seventy fifth in FedEx Cup points. You're uh, you're in um, just outside the top the one hundred spot in the in the world. Can you can you kind of this time of year? I think a lot of people who listen to this don't know what you guys go through in terms of status and reshuffles and all that stuff so you just had a really good rookie year you've got this good status from the the fedex cup and so uh did that give you the luxury to kind of sit down and actually map out a pretty good schedule whereas like last year you're, i'm not sure if you would have gotten in a riviera as a rookie but but this year you you i think you do so um is that something you've kind of uh, is that a moment you've had 
after the season, kind of mapping things out? And what kind of doors is that your status open you up to? Um, so, yeah, last year, you know, the, uh, getting into the fall events is such a big deal for for a rookie. You know, I feel like it just gives you a head start. And I played, I obviously finished, I was 25th, so I would have been 49th on the reshuffle going into the, play, the Web.com playoffs. Played well in those and moved up just enough to get into all the fall series events. So, and then I played well, finished fifth in Mexico. So, you know, I got into I got into the waste management. I got into L.A. So, just set up a great year. But obviously, you still had to be aware of the reshuffle. And then this year, I'll be able to play in all of them. Except obviously, got to qualify for the WGCs and the majors. So, one of the things that we uh, took note of watching you um, this kind of fall season, you played in the Safeway event. And you, uh, I don't know whether it was, you, you call it luck or, or not, but you, you've, you got to uh, play with Steph Curry, who was supposed to play with Tiger, but Tiger had to back out. Um, how was I know, Tiger the helped me out so much. I mean, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, when he couldn't play the PGA, I ended up getting into the PGA. So it's just a crazy, oh, that's uh, right. yeah. it's a crazy thing. And uh, that was a cool experience. I mean, I played off at the best shooter in the league right now but i'm a well, huge lebron Je- fan so that's kind of weird <laughs> I mean, you didn't tell him that did you yeah i told him what do you mean i just oh. i should have walked up to him the first hole and been like three one dog three one. Oh dear oh <laughs> well look you no look, it wasn't the, that bad that's why we play sports who cares yeah, that's right. some, win some. <laughs> move on ain't nobody gonna die out there they all doing fine that's that, yeah, they are. The shot that you guys took was that on the first hole, or was that at the end of the round, where you took a basketball shot? Oh, uh, that was at the end of the round. That was our seventeenth hole. That was pretty cool. Obviously, and what I can't believe you didn't the, make it before me, though. What was the distance? Was it? It looked like a long three, or maybe even half court. How far was it? It was far because I shot the first one and I almost hit someone in the head. Like it was so short because I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, it doesn't look that far. And then it, it came up so short, and then obviously I just started chucking it, and I can't believe it. You know, and it had that soft backboard, so it was perfect. You know, just sling it, hit the backboard. It's not going to, like, you know, bounce real hard. Dropped it in on him. And then didn't he lob up an air ball, or was it – it was a pretty bad miss, wasn't it? Yeah. For him? He, he, for he Steph? Didn't do, he, yeah, he didn't. He didn't do a good job. But <laughs> I mean, he might have let me win. He didn't tell me that, but he might have. That's cool. What did you think of his game? He's really solid. I mean, he's no scratch like everyone says, but he's really <laughs> he's pretty good. Uh, HV, one thing I wanted to ask you about earlier this year, you participated in a symposium here. I'm in the DMV. I'm in in Washington D.C. You pl- you participated in this thing at the University of Maryland. I think at the invitation of of Scott Van Pelt, that was about race, social class, and golf. And you sat down for 45 minutes with Scott and went through some things. One of the topics um, that I saw come up that I thought was really interesting was this group of guys that, that you played golf with growing up called the, the Par Busters. Can you talk a little bit about, yeah. just describe to folks, the, the Par Busters? So it's just like a group of guys who, you know, just play golf that obviously, you know, don't play at a country club, but, you know, play at, the, <clears throat> play at all the local golf, uh, the public golf courses, you know, around Charlotte, uh, they do some trip. I think their big trip is in Tampa. 
So, yeah, when I was a kid, my dad would, uh, was working at the dealership, and it was right off of 85. So a couple of the guys, you know, like if they were driving through and they were going to play golf, they'd just pick me up from my dad's job, and, you know, we'd go play. And then they'd, on their way home, they'd drop me off back at my dad's job. And, you know, it was just, you know, they've been such like, you know, just gave me so much opportunity. Yesterday when I, uh, I landed, I walked down to get my luggage, and like 30 of them were there. You know, just super oh. excited. They were way more excited than I was. So it was really, you know, it's just they get they get into it more than I do. You see, and that's why I thought the, you know, winning was so cool because like it wasn't it wasn't about Harold. Like I love when like people are way more affected than I am because I'm just doing it because I love doing it. You know, and and it's a, a crew of guys that love the game, all all African American and and a whole variety of ages. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. From, I had to get if I had to guess from 35 to 70. I was just this little kid that just tagged wow. along. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But I'm sure you know. Like, I'm sure it's the same way. At like a at a country club. I mean, like everyone. You know, that kid that's growing up. That's the best player. He's going. I mean, obviously he's going to get taken care of. And he, you know, the older guys are going to look after him. They're going to help him out if they can. And it was the same way. And then when I started working out at the country club those guys took care of me so it's just just awesome to see like you know or to be able to for them to see me play well like they i mean I, if i was 70 something years old there's no way i would have stayed up and watched i mean i can barely stay up past <laughs> 11 right now oh come on late night australia golf feelings the best so so harold like what do these guys say or what are you maybe reflecting on where you've you've improved what what is it what's the thing that's made you go from being you know just just a good player to somebody who's who's now really made a career of this and is, has a tour card and is winning prestigious title what, what's the thing that's been that's taking you to the next level um i just think my awareness of where my weaknesses were um obviously i putt good sometimes but to putt good all the time is a different it's a different animal and just working at it knowing what works for harold and that I think that's key in anything in life. Like if you want to be good at something, you know, you always don't do it. Everyone you can watch them, but you just don't do it their way, or it may not work for you. So just trusting what I'm doing is working, and that that's going to get me to where I believe I can be. So you were a little busy down there in Australia, but um, and I'm sure the hours didn't sync up. But I'm sure you have some awareness of of Tiger and his comeback. We kind of spent the first part of the show talking about that. Um, did you did you get to read up anything or see any highlights or uh, uh, get any? Do you have any reaction to kind of where where he uh, where he's at and what he did down at his tournament? Um, I obviously saw it on Twitter. I didn't get to see much of the golf, but I mean, he moves the needle. It's quite clear. I mean, that guy is uh, <laughs> he's the best. He overshadowed your win. Yeah. Say what? He overshadowed your win. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. I mean, he should. He's the best player I've ever seen play. <laughs> and um, just, I'm just so excited to see him play four rounds, be healthy. You know, it's just you can't really, like, put that into words. I mean, he hasn't played in so long. There's no telling what he was, like, battling. I don't really want to ever have to experience that, but you're always pulling for a guy that, like, you know, is just fighting to be better. But you could tell. I, I saw one interview he had I get, after one of his rounds. I saw where he was just, you know, seemed like he was so open and like all he wanted to do is just play golf, you know, like a kid, you know, like, 
yeah. hey, like, I just want to play. I want to compete. That's it. Like, and that's pretty cool to see. I know I just can't wait to see him. I don't know if we'll play in the same events, but the ones that we do, I look forward to seeing him out there. Have you met him? Yes, I met him in D.C. last year. He kind of scared me. I was getting some snacks, and I turned around, and he was, like, right in front of me. I was like, he's like, I'm Tiger. I was like, uh, I'm Harold. What's up? <laughs> well, that's really cool. He uh, His foundation, you know, is running the tournament at Riviera next year. And so they, I think um, he'll play, hopefully. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think that might be his first start. Yeah, and uh, it could be Tory, but I think it may be there. Uh, and I and they're going to continue the exemption um, that you got there, which I, I think was really good news because uh, you know when these things turn over sponsors and all that weird stuff happens. So um, yeah, I, I hope you uh, maybe even get to play with him there. That would be pretty cool. Maybe. House, you got anything else you want to groom about? No, I, I just want to make sure that uh, – well, first I want to thank you, thank him for the time today. HB, thank you so much uh, for joining us. But the only thing I ask, let's make sure that if you and uh, Verno reconnect down there in Memphis this year at the Pro-Am, keep Verno honest. I don't, want to, I don't want to hear about any 300-yard bombs coming from Chris Vernon. No, nah, I didn't see any of those. So uh, we'll get some tapes and we'll, we'll post them. <laughs> that's about as honest as we can be we just have visual that works yeah. that works awesome, awesome. alright thanks Earl. we really appreciate the time and uh, where where will we see you at the beginning of uh, 2017 what's your first start uh, I'm going to play Sony I'll play the first four beautiful you can't get any better oh four in a row yeah come on man that's what I do I play golf for a little <laughs> great well we really look forward to watching you and uh, we'll see you here in la too so we, we we thank you for your time today no no you got it thanks for having me all right take care it's been fun to talk to you good to hear from you and catch up on this and on a on a positive note kind of end a long year in this way yeah I, i'm thrilled we maybe we'll have to uh, compare notes afterwards we might have to do a little end of the year summary let's we'll see if we a have quickie. yeah just yeah. a short one give out some awards i know i have a uh, Ooh, awards, you know, right. I kind of have a, a, an award I'd like to give out for my favorite bet of the year. I know that's one that I'd, I'd like to get out there. So let's compare notes. Maybe okay. there'll be one more short pop-up shack house before the end of the year. Something folks could listen to over the Christmas break, maybe. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, checking in, and maybe we'll be back soon. thank Callaway again for sponsoring the show. You know, one of the biggest perks of being a tour pro, especially a Callaway tour pro, is having unlimited access to personalized and customized equipment. Nothing screams tour sauce like custom wedges. That's why Callaway Golf has released its new Callaway Customs program. Now you can customize and personalize seven different areas on Callaway MD3 milled wedges. Choose your paint fill, weight port colors, and throw some custom stamping on there for good measure. You can see some examples up on the website. So visit CallawayGolf.com slash customs to design your wedges today and use that promo code house for free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. 
You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 